Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. We're doing a bit of a special episode today and this is actually the second episode ever that we've been together and recorded, isn't it, I think? It is, yeah. So we are here in person. In Lancaster. In Lancaster, where I live. Indeed. It's, uh, I think the last... Last one that we did together was Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, wasn't it? Yep, it was. And on then the Dreamcast. Well, and then we uh, we tried to record another episode, but it just didn't sound very good. It didn't. So. so fingers <laughs> crossed that this one will go a lot better than that one. Yeah. So we're doing something a bit different today. Um, our, our final episode of the uh, the year. You probably heard the last Metacritic game of the year was Gran Turismo Two, and we did a special Christmas episode which came out just before Christmas Day on uh, on Bully, or Canis Canon Edit, if you're in the UK. And we thought, with a lot of YouTubers and a lot of games, uh, magazines, websites, they always do a, a Game of the Year awards. And we wanted to put our own spin on it, so we thought we'd do that. So that is what we're doing now. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so basically the parameters for our Game of the Year um, awards are going to be games that we've played for the podcast this year, maybe with the odd mention of games outside of that list. Um, so yeah, uh, other parameters are that we can only select one game, um, or you can only select a game one time. So if you select one game for visuals, you can't then select it game for of the year. game of the year, etc, etc. And we're also only including games that we've played from the list this year. So games that we played in 2020 for the list, i.e. games like The Last of Us Part 2, uh, Super Mario Galaxy, they can't be included. So it's only games from our first episode, which was the 14th of Jan, to our last episode, which in in terms of the Grand list... Turismo. Gran Turismo. Gran 2. So yeah, we, we've, we've got a, a short list of awards, so should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool, so award number one is best soundtrack of games played this year. So what are you thinking in terms of uh, best soundtrack that we've had? Well, there are a few games with good soundtracks and I'm being very careful with my nominations because I don't want to pick something that I may want to pick for another category later. Yeah. Um, So looking at the list of games that we've played within this period, I think games that stand out to me as having fantastic soundtracks would be um, Persona 5, Royal... Um, I would also elect The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask as having a very good soundtrack. Um, MGS 3 and 4 both got very good soundtracks. Vice City obviously has a great selection of music. And Mass Effect 2, I would also say, has a great soundtrack for me. Um, now, before I pick one of those... Are we, would... are we thinking as well, like this could be potentially music that you'd listen to outside of... Yeah, the, the game itself because I know you listen to a lot of game soundtracks and we discussed that with Mass Effect 2 didn't we yeah and I think all of those games that I mentioned um, I have or would have listened to outside of the game um, definitely I've uh, listened to a lot and, and my award may be based on that fact when I award this award um, so so before before I do award it um, what are your think what's your thinking before well I think with these we're probably going to we're going to disagree on a few of them and I think it will be one award for me and one award for you I imagine. 
um, unless we agree on yeah, something. Yeah, of course. And out of all of the ones that you've said there, I I agree with all of them. Um, and there's one that I wouldn't, that you didn't put in there, which I would say would be the best soundtrack for me, um, which is Minecraft. Okay. Because listening to the music from Minecraft, we we were discussing before we started recording this episode that our Minecraft episode feels like years ago. I it feels like five years ago. Yeah, I, I I don't even remember doing it to be honest with you. That was our first episode in January. I don't remember what Minecraft is. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. But Minecraft is one of those soundtrack. It's just got a very relaxed like piano it does yeah i remember it now mm. um so i mean for me i think it would be minecraft i think the harder question is what would you give because you i think i know what i'm gonna pick i suppose uh before i mention it um i thought you were gonna say vice city for yours but i suppose you may pick that for another category. i was tempted so maybe maybe uh maybe a a, a, a a some a specific choice that you yeah. made um i'm gonna pick just because purely this is this is the game that I've listened to outside of the game the most. As I mentioned during the Mass Effect 2 episode, um, I used to write essays listening to the Mass Effect 2 soundtrack. Um, someone, uh, they were playing this soundtrack or a track from this soundtrack in game the other day and um, people were talking about the, the music from the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2, which I think is an excellent track. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to Mass Effect 2. Um, I think that's my my award for best soundtrack fair enough so minecraft and mass effect 2 so we didn't agree on that one entirely but we're also being quite picky because there are games that are in these that we want to give other things to so next one then is best visuals what do you reckon yeah um best visuals from my i mean i suppose when we do this we'll shortlist first and then we'll make a selection and we'll see how that sounds and if that works yeah um I mean, of this list of games, the games that I really think um, not only look good, but have aged well, I'd say, would be... I think Hades has got a nice visual aesthetic. Yeah. I think it's got very nice... That would look good on your OLED, the, yeah, the Switch OLED. Very colourful, um, really nice art style. Um, something that you wouldn't wouldn't be out of place amongst Disney stuff. Yeah. Um, I think also... You have to throw Persona 5 in there as well. Yeah, Persona 5 I was definitely going to throw in there. It's got a nice, uh, again, art style. Um, and so Bioshock. Yeah, I, I would I would put Bioshock. But it I think does. more for the game design. It's a unique aesthetic for Bioshock, definitely. I wouldn't say that it... I think it's aged a little bit. But yeah, um, I, I would say Metal Gear Solid 4. We talked about how good that game looks and how it still looks good. C- having come out in... Was it 2008? 13 years later. Yeah. I think it looks fantastic for yeah, its age. it does. Um, but I don't want to give the visuals to MGS4 because I want to save it for maybe something else. Um, so that kind of uh, reveals my thoughts on that. Although I do think it would have won otherwise. Um, I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to Hades. Yeah... I think I agree with you on that. Like looking at the, we we've written a list of the games down and we're looking at them as we record, and you know there are games like Persona Five in there, Minecraft arguably as well, but obviously we've given that to best soundtrack. I think I, I think I agree with Hades. Again, this one feels 
we we said about Hades before we recorded that this one feels like we recorded it about two months ago, but we released that episode in April. And it's mad, yeah, it is a bit crazy. But Hades, it is a very visually attractive game, and particularly if you play that on your OLED switch or whatever, the reds and stuff will really pop. And also, it's not it's also hand in hand with visuals is is the technical side of things and. Hades is a game that animates and runs really smoothly and I think without those aspects to it I don't think it necessarily will be seen on this list so yeah yeah I think that is a huge part of Hades identity um so I think we give it props where it's due yeah yeah I think so it, it was a fun game I, I don't know if I'll ever go back and play no, it. no I, I didn't love it but I, I do really like it's your favorite game of all time uh. <laughs> All right then. So next up, we have best story. Okay. Now, this is a bit of a difficult one because we played a lot of games this year that do have good stories and good narratives. So, what are your initial thoughts on this one? I know what I'm going to say to this one. Um, initially, so to run through the list and say what games I think have got good stories. Actually, no, I'm not going to say what games have got good stories because there are quite a few that I think do have good stories, but games that I think are above other ones um i think i would put mgs in there maybe yeah um i think we would then shift to mgs3 and then yeah um i think mass effect 2 actually i'd put in the story category but i've, I've already yeah. nominated it for sound so i can't do that <laughs> um I, I would also say other games to consider would be persona 5 and bioshock um i am going to give it to mgs3 um, I'm not going to give MGS3 the best game in any other list. It might get that from me, but based on some of the other games on this list, I don't think I can give it that. No. But I think giving it the best story award is is quite a quite a high honour, and um, I think it deserves that. I um I I thought MGS3 when we first looked at the best story award, but there's something because. Because I know, I'm pretty sure what you're going to give the game of the year to. I would say that for me, the best story and the best narrative is Majora's Mask. Okay. Just because of the amount of layers that are in it and how different it is from the other Zelda games. And we say it every time we talk about Zelda. I'm not particularly precious about Zelda games. Like They're all right, but they're not really my cup of tea. But Majora's Mask is very different from all of the others. And just the the serious tone of that game and like the partial bleakness of it, it's just so different and it makes it stand out. Total bleakness of it. Yeah, it's it's a weird little thing. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that's got the best story just because of the amount of layers and yeah. how how it differentiates itself from the other games in the series. I suppose it, it, it comes down to how you break down story. Is story strictly the script, uh, dialogue, yeah. page by page thing? Or is it... Is it the everything else around the it? Yeah. And every, yeah, and all the layers, which I mean, certainly Majora's Mask has those layers, and um, that's why I think I chuck Bioshock in there as well for the layers. Yeah, definitely with the the atmosphere that it gives off of. Yeah, you know, Art Deco. And maybe that's another award that we should add, which is Best World. Yeah, quite possibly. We can. We we're can really, we're really ad libbing this. Yeah, pretty much. We wrote the episode about fifteen minutes ago, and here we are recording. As as always, absolute professionals. That's right. So next up is which is the game on this list this year that you had the most fun with? Okay. I think that we're going to agree with this one. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it depends. 
because I'm what I'm trying. I'll, I'll give you a bit of an insight into how I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about the games that I deserve that deserve credit, and I'm thinking where best to give them credit. Um, okay, so the games that I really had a great time with this year, um, I would say from this list, um, not that many. <laughs> I've hated every second of it. <laughs> it's been horrific. Um, I'm I'm thinking either MGS four, or I am thinking of Halo three. Um, yeah, I think that they're they're my two nominations for most fun. Um, but I'd like to hear what you have to say before I uh, before I elect. So for me, um, I, I I had a feeling that you'd say one of the Halo games, but I would say Halo Two more than Halo Three because I think you and me messed about on it a lot more. With Halo Three, we just kind of powered through it. With Halo Two, I feel that we we messed about a fair bit. Um, so Halo Two definitely. I had I had quite a bit of fun with Half Life Two to some extent, even though I didn't really rate it that highly. Um, and also Vice City, um, but I think that's just because I love that game. But for me, I'd say it would be Halo Two, um, just because because we we I completed Halo Two before you did, and then I jumped back in with you to to help you well not help yeah. you finish it but get through the game as um like not couch co-op but multiplayer yeah so online co-op online co-op yeah and we did the same for halo 3 from the start but i feel with halo 3 it was a lot like it was a much shorter game yeah and i don't know it was still fun but i think we had more fun playing halo 2 i think given given some thought i think i'd give it to halo 3 and i think the reason being is that I think generally Halo 3's campaign is more fun than Halo 2, so I agree with you. We, we probably did spend a bit more time on Halo 2 and messing around within that world, but I mean, I'm just thinking about the vehicle mission at the end of Halo 3. I'm not, I'm not going to forget that. That was that was so stupidly fun. Yeah, it was. Just entertaining. And I mean, the award for most fun for me is just the pure entertainment value, and I think Halo 3 has that in spades. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I really, I mean, we spoke about that mission when we so fun when we did the episode and just how irritating how it was when one of us died. Fun. Yeah, I I tell you why. Um, I when I think of co-op, I, I think back to the glory days of time splitters and sitting there on a couch with someone playing playing through the games. And yeah, how stupid and fun it was and gold nine stuff as well. Yeah, and it, it it took me back to that. So anything that can kind of rekindle those memories. Um, it gets gets the win in my book. Yeah, that's fair enough. So Halo Two and Halo Three uh, from us. Do you wanna do you wanna throw in the best best world? Yeah, let's do best world. Um, okay, so my my nominations for best world would be MGS, um, Bioshock definitely. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, MGS4 I mean M MGS is it's like a universe anyway so I suppose any game within that universe um, I think you're going to say Vice City 2 um, I'm going to give it to Bioshock for me because th this was the biggest compliment that I paid Bioshock it's not necessarily all about the gameplay it's not necessarily about the pure narrative but the world of Rapture I love the concept of Rapture and I love um, the the way that it parallels not only politics of our time, but uh, I suppose universal aspects of politics. And I think it's um, a very, very clever game. And it's a world I enjoy being in. 
Um, so I think I'm going to give that to Bioshock. And I still remember, I remember from the episode we talked about this idea that um, originally there was a there was a plan to have a level in a zoo, and I wish yeah. I wish we had seen Bioshock's version of a zoo. Um, and, and and that that really speaks to how good this world is. You want to see more of it. You clamour to see more of it. You want to go to the zoo. I want to go to the zoo in the nineteen fifties esque setting, and yeah, in this in this underwater. It's just fascinating, and to me, easily wins the award for best world. How about you? It would be between. It would be between Bioshock and I think Mass Effect Two. Okay. I do kind of want to say MGS three as well, just because it really it encapsulate encapsulates it encapsulates the nineteen sixties so well with everything from the radio conversations you have with like Colonel Zero about James Bond and you know paramedic talking about Godzilla and the B movies that she talks about Bioshock similarly because of what you just said there and then Mass Effect just because. I think we mentioned in the the episode there's a lot of lore to that game but it doesn't all feel like you have to go off and read about it it, it just exists and you know there were there were times where I was doing um like I was mining for for things on planets I'd be like oh this has just come up and then I went and landed on a planet where this famous ship had oh that's a great mystery there's one that's heating on the edge yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah brilliant um and like I wouldn't have found that if I hadn't I'd, just been I, that, I mean, I, 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 I really like the fact that you brought that up because I didn't mention it in the episode. I also found that mission for the first time this time in this playthrough. Yeah. Um, and I thought, that's such a cool little mission that most people probably haven't discovered. Yeah. And I, I, another thing about the, the world of Mass Effect, I agree, it is fantastic, is um, you, you click on these planets to do some, some planet mining. And some of the descriptions for these planets... There, I mean, there. It's a good few paragraphs. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, sometimes they're too detailed, but there's a lot of law here, and it's not always in that silly, inaccessible. Please read a book to find. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to Oblivion and Skyrim with the uh, the the books, the amount of books they've got, and I wonder, I do wonder if there's a single person that's read through. All oh, those. definitely. I'm sure there is. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'd give it to Mass Effect too, just okay. because there's so much stuff in there that I didn't experience that I know is still out there. Yeah. Um, and I think that that makes for good world building because it's the kind of stuff that the the developers would be like, yeah, we're going to include this, but we're not going to point you in the direction. It's there if you want to find it. To me, what makes a good world is is if you've got your game world, you've got your parameters of your game world, but you want to see beyond it. And Mass Effect is a, is a universe where I think, okay, what's on this planet? Okay, you've given me a description of what happened on this planet, but I want to see what's on this planet. Yeah. So it, I suppose the the best game worlds um, make you think, make you imagine what's beyond the scope of the world, and I think that's the, the sign of a successful game world. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I enjoyed my time with Mass Effect too, and yeah, I think it was a bit of a sleep hit for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, so that was best world. So the next award we have is for biggest impact or like message walked away from. I mean, for me, this is this is a, an easy choice and it's a dead cert. But wh- where do you sit on it? Um, I am gonna say Celeste. Yep, same. And the reason I'm gonna say Celeste is the second time I completed Celeste, I will probably play Celeste again. There's something really endearing to me about that game. And obviously it's got the message about mental health, but 
it's the way that this message is reflected in the way that the game plays and you go through sometimes these torturous gameplay moment scenes um, and you get to that revelatory moment and it's it feels great um, I think Celeste is a great example of a game where the message is really embedded in the gameplay and to me that's a success story yeah like with with Celeste I think that's probably my favourite episode that we've recorded this year just because it went in directions not necessarily that we didn't expect it to go in but because there's such a message there it got us talking about stuff further and deeper than than we usually would like about our own experiences with mental health and I think that's the good thing with Celeste is that it makes you think and it, it gets you talking about the stuff that it wants you to talk about. The themes in that game are married up to having conversations about your mental health. And yeah, I think that's that left the biggest impact on me. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very good game. And if you haven't played Celeste, uh, we would recommend you go out and play it on whatever platform you can find it on. Yeah, definitely. I, d I don't know if I will play it again, but... I did enjoy my time with it, and it, it left me thinking. Which is, I mean, when I when I first completed Celeste, I didn't I didn't think I'd ever play it again, but I enjoyed it just as much the second time. And I feel like, given a couple of years, I may want to go back and revisit that. Yeah, oh, we agree on that one then. Yes, there we go. Is that the first one we've agreed on? No, I think we. Uh, I can't remember anymore. We we came close with Halo and Halo Three, Halo Two and Halo Three, but not quite. Yeah, didn't quite line up. No, we agreed on best visuals as well, Hades. Oh yes, indeed. So the next one is fan favourite. So this is not us no. giving an award. No, this is this is from us looking at the um, the analytics of the stuff that you guys have been listening to and which we do occasionally look at. We do occasionally look at. I mean, I, I I'm in charge of the uploading of these episodes, so I have access to all of the the views and stuff which I'll sometimes pass to Dan as well if I think something's interesting. And over the past two years, our most listened to episode is The Last of Us Part 2. Um, and I think that's just due to the hype that was around that game and the time that we released it. But Last of Us Part 2 didn't come out for us this year on the list. It came out last year. So it is exempt. It is exempt. It's no, not allowed. No. Can't have it. You can't have it. No, sorry. Go home. <laughs> Um, so we have to look at the, the second most listened to episode this year, which is a game that was released this year. And part of me is surprised, but another part of me isn't because yeah. it's so massive. Um, but the fan favourite game from y your guys' perspective... I suppose you year, call it the most popular in terms of um, views we, or listens, listens, we can say. Uh, which is Minecraft. Now, we both said that that game feels like, like you said, five years ago that we recorded it. And I think when we both played it at the time, we didn't really take into account how popular it is because it is a massively popular game. And it kind of, it didn't pass us by, but we I don't think... We weren't on that bandwagon that, I mean, this is a game that spawned YouTube channels that now have millions and millions of subscribers to this day no, still on uh, Minecraft. Minecraft content um, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a force unto itself I mean we talk about Tetris we talk about GTA 5 as the best selling games ever but Minecraft is right up there I imagine oh yeah definitely so yeah that was that was the, the, the episode and, that... and, and before we move on to the next award 
Um, do you want to give the listeners any more insight into any trends that, that we've picked up? For example, um, one thing that I noted was that people tend to listen during the day, and I imagine that's uh, while people are working, they put on a podcast, they listen in the background. Um, any other t- uh, trends based on age or location or anything like that? Mostly, well, e- each... Each um, podcast platform has their own analytics. So Spotify will be different from Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts is a bit more in-depth. But I think we have more listeners on Spotify than we do Apple. Um, but I think a lot of it is mostly mostly male. But there are like smatterings of female listeners as well. It's good. Shout out to you. Um, and mostly people in their similar ages to yeah. us. So like mid mid to late twenties to late thirties. That's not to say that's all that's all that listens to us. Like we've got listenerships in all age categories. I think we've got some people that are over fifty, over sixty. But that's great. Though those are the that's the main bulk I think of our listenership. Yeah, brilliant. And it, it's nice to see that there is a massive range there because really when we started it we didn't really know who we were recording it. It's just no. for us. Um for a nice little project. So it's been nice over the past year to see the growth, see more people listening, engaging, and hopefully enjoying, and not just listening ironically. <laughs> hey, you never know. I think we record it ironically sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see the growth um, and that you enjoyed Minecraft a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think I think I speak for you as well when we say that we'd like to um, like, like as broad a range of people to listen as possible because, I mean... It's fantastic that that so many different people can enjoy games, and um, I think that's that's great. That's what we want. Yeah, a hundred percent. So next, on to the next game design. Yeah, this is one that we added um, late in the day, um, five so, minutes after our ten minute list. <laughs> yep, yep. Peek behind the curtain there. <laughs> um, we're, we're usually a bit more organised than this, just just to clarify. But we yeah. just decided to do it ad hoc while I was yes. up, didn't we? Yes, it was a whim. Um, whim. Game design. I don't think I, I. I think I resisted giving this game other awards, but the the game that I'm going to give the game design award to is a game that I praised very much for its game design. I think it's stronger than many other of its aspects, and I think some of its other aspects are pretty good too. Um, and that is MGS4. I think to play this game, the design that's gone into this game, specifically in Acts 1 and 2, I think really clever. And what's really clever about it is you pick the way that you want to play MGS4. And uh, you and I had very different experiences. I had a very different experience than I've had previously. And this is where this emergent gameplay for the MGS series really i think uh, it, it was it was magical and i think they really expanded it with mgs5 as well um and i think if you give credit to mgs4 for any reason it's that 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 gameplay and i think its gameplay shines even to this day yeah i mean i, I enjoyed mgs4 this time more than i thought i would because uh, it's not my favorite mgs game but i'm going to disagree on you giving it to MGS4 and give it to a game that I didn't really enjoy that much, oh, right. uh, but Braid. Okay. Because the game design on that is very unique and it's very much its own thing and it's got a very interesting design 
theme schematic and even though I didn't really get on with the game that much and I think I said in the episode it often made me feel quite stupid which doesn't take much (laughs) but I thought it was an interesting take on the classic tale of the you know the knight and saving the princess in the shining armour but also the time bending mechanics of it and yeah it's very much a um a standout in game design and a standout for an indie title. I really like Braid and I really rated Braid and I you will liked remember, it a lot more than yeah, me, didn't you? I will remember Braid for a long time. I Forever. Think. Maybe. To your deathbed. <laughs> Until my memory starts going, which will be in the next three years. Fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, yes, and but the fact is you can only give it to, to, to one thing in terms of you can only choose one thing. So yeah, I, I do agree. Braid is a great game. Mm, yeah, great 100%. game design. So... What we have then as the final two awards is the the penultimate award we're doing is the bin award. So and 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 I I would like to throw this to you first to see what you would put in the bin. Um, yeah, being a bit more calculated on this one, I think. Yeah. So the bin award is basically the game that doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a bad game, but a game. We're being hyperbolic with the with the phrasing "get in the bin." Yeah, a hundred percent. Like get in the sea, please. But it's it's a hard one to say because I mean there've been a lot of games on this list this year in particular that, that you just, thought should get in the bin. Yeah, and have passed me by. And I think I'm not going to be like oh, it could be this. One. It's between two. It's either GTA Chinatown Wars or Starcraft Two. Okay mostly because I didn't enjoy either of them and I was glad when they were done and I don't think they were particularly strong episodes for us either I think if I was going to give it to either I'd probably say GTA Chinatown Wars I don't know why it's on this list to be honest with you and it's yeah I'm surprised you didn't chuck another one in there what were you thinking yeah that oh yeah that's I didn't even see that no, yeah, actually, I'm changing my mind. Resident Evil, Kai <laughs> Veronica. No, I, I think in that in that episode, I said I hated this game. Yeah, yeah that. I, I mean, ben, since, C. since we started recording this podcast, I don't think think I've seen you more angry than I saw you at Kai Veronica. So bad. Um, yeah, so it's just not well made, <laughs> and I hate it. Right. <laughs> We saw it earlier, didn't we, in, in we did, CX. Yeah, yeah. For any international listeners, CX is a, like a, a second-hand game reseller, a bit like GameStop, I think. Yeah, a bit like GameStation used to be in the UK. And it was in there on the GameCube. What was it? Was it about 20 30, quid? 30 pounds. 30 pounds for... Th- for, for, for his favourite game. For possibly the worst game ever made. Worse than eating. Bold, bold, bold words. Worse than Custer's Revenge. Right, right. So worse than offensive. Yes, that's right. Right. Well, I'd rather play the Atari Twenty Six Hundred than play that game again. <laughs> Get into the sea, please. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't love Starcraft Two, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, um, right. But I'm gonna say, of these games, I'm gonna say Chinatown Wars. I think. Um, I just again Chinatown Wars is not a bad game I just don't know why it's on this Metacritic top 100 list um, I don't see what it brings to the table and I completed it and I thought it was okay um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much more to say about it, and I think that says a lot about the game itself. I don't really have any lasting impressions of it, except uh, it was okay, and, and and that's why I think it needs to go into the bin and thrown to the bottom of the ocean and locked away. Guess into the sea, please. Yep, fantastic indeed. Okay, so the final one that we've got then is our game of the year. So out of all of the games that we've played this year for the podcast, starting with Minecraft in January and Gran Turismo 2 in December, what would be your game of the year that you've played this year? I already know the answer to this, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, GTA Chinatown Wars. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Fantastic. Great game. Not, not only my favourite game, but I think unanimously the world over. That's right. The best game. That's right. The undisputed best game. That's right. Um, I alluded to it earlier. I said uh, between, um, I think it was MGS3 and uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask wins for me. I think it's a very, very special game. And what's amazing is it was released in 2000. It's still in 2021. A very, very special game. And they don't come along very often. And it just speaks to me on so many levels. I mean, a lot of these awards I could have... I feel I could have given to Majora's Mask. Yeah. For example, I think visually, if you look at the 3DS version of Majora's Mask, it still looks really, really nice. It does. Um, really colourful, um, moody, and yeah, and the soundtrack I think is wonderful, and it's just got those layers. Um, it just speaks to me in a way that very few games speak to me, and I think also it's it's a game that I've lived with um, since being a child. I think it's the first Zelda game that. I really, really appreciated, and yeah, it's it's a, a game that I love. So it's no surprise to anyone when I say that Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask is my game of the year from the list of games that we played for uh, our Metacritic uh, podcast. Um, how about you? This is going to be more. Uh, I'm more curious about this one. I'm very surprised to hear that one of your favourite games of all time was your game of the year. Uh, very shocked that is to hear shock- this. Yeah, shocking. Um, mine. I don't know if it's a hard decision or not because I really I enjoyed going back to Vice City and I really enjoyed playing MGS3 again as well. But, I mean, for me, it would be Persona 5. I knew you were going to say, yeah. Um, I, I would have given best soundtrack to Persona 5 if I wasn't giving it my game of the year. Yeah. Because I said to you yesterday on the drive up to Lancaster to see you, I started, I started listening to the Persona 5 I've listened to that outside of the game as well. Um, but, I mean, for me, it was, it's, uh, I think my, my, my playthroughs of it were averaging about 70 hours. And for me, to finish a game that's 70 hours long and then to immediately start replaying it again and then platinum it, I don't have a platinum game. I think I've got about three or four platinums. And I think two of them are from like easy ones. Did like, you actually platinum it in the end? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, platinumed it. So, yeah, for me, it's it's Persona 5. And listening to the music yesterday, driving up, I was like, oh, I've got a bit of a hankering to play it again. But I don't have 70 hours spare. <laughs> um, so it's one of those games that I'll probably go back and play in about a year or so's time, maybe. Because, I don't know, there's, there's just something about it that I really enjoyed. Just the, the visuals, the sounds, the story, the characters... Yeah, it, it it was just standout for me, and I loved it. And anyone that hasn't played it, highly recommend it if you've got a spare seventy to ninety hours. Yeah, it is a it's a very good game, and I think what really added to Persona Five was that it was a real surprise for both of us. I mean, I'd played it before, but I'd not gotten into it properly before, and I think it really pleasantly surprised 
both of us and yeah. it really we were dreading it weren't we because yeah. we knew how long it was yeah and we and didn't I, know much about it yeah i mean i don't think either of us were thrilled to be playing it and i think it really started off it was very early within the period yeah and i think it really started off the year for us quite nicely yeah definitely so yeah i mean are, are there any other games that you've played this year that you'd want to kind of do a little shout out for that weren't on the list perhaps um, I, th- I, I mean i i tend to play games back to back so i'm always playing something um i mean i we we played mass effect 2 for the for the podcast as well but um i recompleted mass effect 1 i think that's also an excellent game and i'm now playing mass effect 3 um which i also think is an excellent game um other games that i've played this year i'm really i mean i've played some things that weren't so impressive i've played um assassin's creed valhalla and things like that um watchdogs um What's it called? Watch Dogs Legion? Legion, yeah, the yeah. one in London. Yeah, so I, I've completed that as well, the new Call of Duty from last year and that. Um, I'm just, yeah, just trying to think of um, other games that that really surprised me. Um, uh, well, come back to me on that one. Um, anything from you? I'm just looking through my my list of achievements on my PS um, PlayStation 4. Oh, there you go, that's another platinum I got, which I would recommend is Astro's Playroom. It's just the game that comes with the PS5, but it is really fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'd say maybe Ghost of Tsushima. I didn't complete it, but I enjoyed my time with that. Played a bit of Fall Guys this year, which is fun. Um, And then... Would I say Hitman 3? No, I liked Hitman 3, but it wouldn't be up there for me. And I played Modern Warfare remake and call of duty cold war recently as well i quite enjoyed them so there's nothing really stand out for me but there's games that i've enjoyed that i'd recommend and at the moment i'm also playing a lot of battlefield 2042 um which is coming from the guy that says he hates online games but i'm actually really enjoying it and i know that it isn't perfect and it's very buggy at the moment but i'm having fun with it and that's all that matters really so those are my standout ones i suppose Cool. Um, yeah, and I suppose I've, I've been replaying a few games from... Oh, a few of my favourite games as well. So I replayed Manhunt this year, and um, that was a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, um, it, it's, it's sometimes hard to... It all kind of blends into one, especially when, as I say, Minecraft feels like five years ago. And I think the pandemic... I mean, it's been a very, very strange time for us, for everyone. And I think the way that time works uh, under when you're in a pandemic is different it doesn't quite work the same and your memories i mean the start of the pandemic feels like so long ago but at the same time it's still very real very present we're still dealing with it today so um we hope during this time that you've um that you've enjoyed listening to us and that we've given you a bit of a reprieve from the pandemic from politics from joris bonson from joris bonson but yeah it's it's been an interesting year and we've got some we said earlier it feels like now it doesn't feel like we've got that much left to do on the list like there's still 40 something games for us to cover but there's some big ones in there and then there are also some ones that we're not as excited about like the sports games but it feels like we're kind of winding down a little bit i suppose even though we're not it feels like we've we're we're, we've got less left to do less choice (laughs) yeah less choice as well but we've done it feels like we've done the lion's share of them we've done the majority of them we're now 
we're getting we're, we're closer to the end than we were we're reaching twilight we are but but the, when we get to the end of the list doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the podcast that's all we'll say for now no, uh, we've, we've mentioned what we're planning on doing a few times, I think. And I think we've got some, some vague plans for after that as well, so we're not going anywhere. We're going to start talking about our favourite knitting. That'll be the, the next project. Cross-stitch. I don't like cross-stitch, I like... I don't really know what cross-stitch is or if it's even knitting. Well, then you shouldn't be talking about it. But it's my favourite. Well, no, I don't think so. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we hope you've enjoyed this little... This little mini episode, we uh, we've managed to make it not three hours like our last uh, special episode. Although one of those will be coming up once we've done the hundred, and I'm really looking forward to that myself because yeah. that was a lot of fun to do. It was. I enjoyed that episode as well. But yeah, we'll um, we'll wrap up. We'll see you in the new year. I can't remember what we've said. We'll be the first game when we're back, but we're looking at coming back around mid January, I think, aren't we? Yeah, uh, we've got some good and we've got some bad coming up on the list, so yes, they'll be interesting to you, the listener, for different reasons, I imagine. Quite, but as always, uh, if you want to find us on social media, we're there, email the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com, and yeah, we hope that you've had a nice Christmas, we hope that you have a nice new year, and thank you very much for joining us in 2021 and 2020. And we look and forward to 2022. Yeah, we look forward to uh, to giving you more content next year and beyond. So for now, it's cheerio. See you on the next one.